Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily, where we keep you up to speed on the latest developments in the global automotive industry. And there's a big and very important development happening at Honda that the rest of the auto industry needs to pay attention to, especially General Motors and Ford. Last month, we told you that Honda was creating what it calls the Acura Business Planning Office. Now Honda says it's breaking Acura off as a standalone division. Here's my AutoLine insight. This is going to pay off in a big way. Up to now, Acura has merely been a marketing arm that sold reworked Hondas that were developed using a matrixed organization. That means the same designers, same engineers, and same manufacturing people develop vehicles for both the Honda and Acura brands. That's how GM and Ford develop their different brands from a centralized organization. But as a standalone division, Acura is going to develop its own unique products with people who will live and breathe Acura every moment of their working careers. You know, back when GM was great, that is how the company was organized, by division. Most managers seem to believe that centralized operations are more efficient and cut cost, but the history of the auto industry shows that centralization creates complexity while decentralization creates agility. And in today's fast-changing world, agility is what keeps you ahead of the competition. You watch. This is going to be transformative for Acura. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety says that forward collision warning systems may be one of the most effective safety systems introduced in the last few years. But so far, that technology was only available in new cars, and mostly upscale ones at that. But now a company by the name of Safe Drive Systems has an aftermarket version called the Premier System. It uses advanced ra radar technology to notify the driver with audio and visual alerts when approaching an object too closely. An additional system is available that adds a lane departure camera. The Premier system is compatible with most vehicles built after the year 2000, and the company will even send a professional crew to you for installation. The systems range in price from $1,100 to $1,700, but call your insurance company if you're interested because you should be able to get a discount on your insurance. Hey, whatever happened with E85? Well, you might be surprised to learn that the number of gas stations selling E85 is going up in the U.S. According to the Alternative Fuels Data Center from 2007 to 2011, the number of E85 stations doubled from around 1,200 to 2,400. But since then, fewer than 200 stations have been added. Overall, only 2% of all gas stations offer E85. Not surprisingly, the Midwest is home to the most E85 stations, but the fastest growth is occurring in places like New York and California. But E85 has a long way to go to catch EVs. There are half the amount of E85 stations compared to EV charging stations, since there are over 5,600 public charging stations for EVs in the U.S. As I said in yesterday's show, General Motors needs to come clean about what it knew regarding the problems with its ignition switches. 
And in order to find out what happened, the company has hired the chairman of Jenner and Block LLP, that's a law firm, and the guy they hired is Anton Valukas. He's going to investigate what went on inside GM. Prior to this role, Valukas was appointed by the Justice Department to investigate the downfall of Lehman Brothers. So that means he's got some pretty good credentials there. However, this could all be a moot point, at least legally. Automotive News reports that GM may not be liable in court because the company is not responsible for liabilities that happened before the bankruptcy. But even though the company could skate free legally, it better be careful because it could easily lose in the court of public opinion. Hey, how and why did GM tweak the design of the Chevy Camaro? Coming up next, we ask the guy who did it. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar series. Even though it doesn't look a whole lot different, GM did refresh the design of the 2014 Camaro. I spoke with the exterior designer of the car, Tom Peters, and asked him what changes they made and why they did it. And one of the things we learned from the Z01, for instance, when we reconfigured that car is, uh, among other things, that the air flows much more efficiently through a lower aperture. We learned that also in racing. So uh, graphically, we've kind of flopped the proportional relationship where the initial iteration of Camaro, the, the top aperture was, was quite large and dominant. And in this case, we've taken that uh, and, and made the top more uh, kind of slot-like, more horizontal. I will tell you, speaking of horizontal, uh, I, I thought it was important to make every effort graphically in a functional way to not only create change, but emphasize the width of the car. Because when you do that, it appears lower. In some versions, we actually have lowered the car a little bit. But to emphasize the width as well. On all SSs, you have a vented hood. That's another thing that we had learned through racing. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, within Camaro and even Corvette, I would say, that you want to vent the pressure from under the hood and heat and get it out as quickly as you can. Because as the performance increases, you, you, you have more air coming in. We spend hours and hours in the one tunnel on these cars and optimizing that fact. That's one of the reasons that we drove a larger lower aperture, but also the requirements for cooling and then improving aerodynamics. So all, all, all the changes have made have been for a reason. Um, the lamps, lamps have been improved on in terms of their efficiency and effectiveness, um, even down to the, the grill textures. I will tell you the profiles are done, are managed in such a way, every radius, the depth of them, they're relieved on the other side to optimize the airflow and aerodynamics. So take a close look at those. And then, um, speaking also of aerodynamics, uh, on this particular car with the 1LE package, we do an aero system so you can see the lower um, diffuser or splitter that, that uh, creates downforce at speed going into corners. And then that's balanced with um, a spoiler on the rear of the car so you have equal downforce balance between the front and rear so an incredibly stable uh, platform for those situations where you're doing high-speed cornering. One of the first things you'll notice looking at the side of the vehicle is it is a little bit lower because the 1LE stance is, you know, just about all, every component on the suspension has been modified. The gearing of the transmission is different to mention a few. 
but the wheels and tires are very obvious. The brake package, um, the fact that we have uh, super lightweight wheels, the uh, spokes are very thin. Obviously, we elected to paint them black because it has more of a race persona to it. Graphically, also, again, to emphasize the width, uh, we wanted to make a, uh, uh, a different signature. So one of the first things you'll notice is horizontal oriented tail lamps. Um, that was a concerted effort, again, to emphasize the width. Plus, I will tell you, I would admit, it, 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 we're harking back to a little bit of Camaro heritage we refer to as the brick lamps, where the three segments, like uh, our two segment like uh, Camaro with a, a backup split graphic in between, harkens back but done it in a new way to where we've, we've uh, taken advantage of the technology, for instance, with the up-level RS version tail lamp with the LED, so it creates a, uh, just a wonderful signature at nighttime, you know, so. And then even the lower valence, rear valence, where the exhaust is housed and the graphic, it's wider, the surface is actually pulled out. And that only, not only looks wider, it, it's an improvement aerodynamically as well. Even though those changes are fairly minimal, Chevy had to do something. With the new Mustang about to explode on the scene, these tweaks will give the Camaro something to go on until it gets completely redesigned itself. Hey, remember this Thursday night, we'll be talking about the challenges of designing cars that can meet the most stringent crash tests. It ain't easy, folks, but we'll let you in on some of the tricks of the trade coming up on AutoLine After Hours. And that wraps up today's show. Thank you for watching and please join us again tomorrow.